This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider. This podcast is brought to you by BeatSource. Shout to the whole team of BeatSource and DJ City. BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs. So if you've not been on there yet, go on there, peep it. We got constantly updated playlists. We got the 20 playlist, which is why this show is called The 20. We got 20 new songs every week put up there that are super dope of all genres. We got BeatSource Link. So much stuff for you guys. So much heat for your live streams, your live shows, everything you got going. BeatSource.com is the spot to be. Go check it out. And we got way more coming, so stay tuned. Thank you to all the listeners and everybody that's out there been supporting us since day one. All my beat sorcerers, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, make sure you keep in touch with me on Instagram at DJ Spider. I'm on Twitch now, uh, twitch.tv slash DJ Spider TV. I'll be up there doing a lot of streams. Um, just hit me with all of your questions, comments, all that connections. I really appreciate all the feedback you guys give me. Um, and now today I want to talk to you about our guest. We have got an amazing guest today. Somebody that, yes, he's a dope DJ and he's been in the DJ game for a long time doing his thing. He's got some of the best longest running residencies in Las Vegas and around the country. Um, but besides that, this is somebody that I think is very good at adapting to the times that we're in no matter what. I mean, he's always got a bunch of side hustles going and he's always got his hands in all types of other things that still relate back to what he does. Um, I mean, we went over the things that he's doing with Zen, the shoe company. We went over his show that he's got on uh, Real 92.3 in LA, one of the biggest radio shows in radio, period. The Cruise Show, every single day, 2 to 3. We talk about his basement syndication show, DJing for the 49ers, his Vegas residencies, his being a booker. I mean, we tell crazy stories about us in vegas you know a long time ago recently this insane story about him djing for barry bonds um all types of really interesting stuff so um i think you guys are going to learn a lot i think you're going to enjoy the conversation and i think we should get into it please make some noise for our special guest today dj e-rock let's go Yo, yo, welcome to the 20 Podcast, my man DJ E-Rock in the house. How are you doing, man? Man, I'm good. It, 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 it's good to finally be here with you, my brother. Like, yo, great. a we've minute. Been, yes, exactly. We've been talking about it. We've known each other forever, but uh, we've been talking about getting you on the podcast and connecting on a million things for a while. So I'm glad to finally- to talk about. Yes, a lot. A lot of things are moving in the DJ world as a whole and in your life and my life and everything. So I'm glad we get to catch up about it. Um, I was kind of up last night, like trying to write uh, some questions and just some things that, that people might not know about you. And I was trying to think about when we met. And I don't know if this was the first time we hung out or met, but I remember, I think it might be. I remember hanging with you in Las Vegas at least, what? 12 yeah i mean this has to be at least 12 years ago or more and uh we were at that place cafe martirano at the rio and it was like that place where that super buff oh. chef 
<laughs> and he would DJ <laughs> and, and 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 prepared a meal like like yes. he, but he, he VJ'd though. He like played videos, right? Yeah, and he would play and he had the sound <laughs> system that was like it was so loud you could not talk in the restaurant. But like I remember that. The dude, and he cooked the best food ever. It was like the craziest, like South Philly Italian food. We're in there eating chicken parm and all these DJs, and we all meet up. And this dude, the chef and his son, I think, or something, are DJing, playing, VJing, like you're saying, playing the loudest music on earth. And, um, yeah, that was just like that's one of the craziest places that ever exists. You know, it's such a Vegas spot. <laughs> I want to say Shecky took me there that day, or or was it was Shecky like like he was like there that day? Right? Probably, or, I think he, so. he was the one to put me on that spot. So right, you know? I remember like we were there with a bunch of people, a bunch of DJs, and uh, just I don't know if that's the day we met, but definitely I remember connecting with you and talking about all kinds of things from Vegas to I remember like. Pleasanton was a big spot for DJs to Aura. go at the time. Remember Holy, Aura? Yeah. I used to go open for DJ AM there. I remember I opened for Danity Kane there. <laughs> I, oh wow! I, you know what? I think I still have those flyers like in like my hard drive because I used to promote like those parties. Maybe, yeah, so, so yeah, crazy. Damn, that's like, yeah, that, that's a long time ago. I remember being in that club and like this whole crowd of just l- young girls chanting. Danity Kane, Danity Kane. And I'm like, yo, I'm DJ. Like, this is a nightmare right now. Um, oh, but man. yeah, like, I mean, we, me and you have seen the DJ world, the Vegas world, the Bay Area world, the West Coast, all that I feel like evolve and change and almost the birth of a lot of this bottle service stuff yeah. and all that and open format and mashup and whatever you want to call it and just evolve all through the time. And I know you've had your hand in a lot of it from the bay area to vegas to now la and everywhere it's it's definitely been a a long ride um i'm i'm still surprised that i'm 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 still on that journey and on that ride you know so i know yeah man i mean but but yeah definitely seeing all of this kind of like evolve like you know from where you said like you know from the beginning all the way to where it is now it's like like if you were to tell me that like literally we'd be in a pandemic like you know like what 12 13 14 years from the day that we met and then all of us like literally live streaming our shows like every weekend like i i think that like that that you were crazy but you know it's it's just a crazy it's crazy to kind of see like you know where everything has gone you know so i know i mean it's it's absolutely i didn't even live in la yet you know so oh yeah i know i mean you you know you're You've lived in LA long enough for this at this point where you're you know you're on the radio in LA and everything but I still see you as a Bay Area person cuz that's course, your always yeah. you know your heart and soul I think is from there. <laughs> it's my day, um, you know and I, I mean that, that will never never shed away from me, you know and I, I don't want it to either so, you know. Yeah, I don't think it ever will. I mean, I think you know as west coasters we have this like connection and also i guess rivalry somewhat not me and you but like how bay area la people and all that stuff it's so crazy because when i moved here and i think i tweeted this like the other day i was like you know what man it's it's and i don't know how this is going to be perceived up north because i know you have listeners up north of your podcast but there's like that that when you when you mentioned that rivalry between la and the bay it's more so like the Bay, like kind of, kind of like has this rivalry with LA, and then now that I've lived here for like three and a half like years now, like almost four, like I almost feel like that rivalry doesn't even exist. Going, like it's not reciprocated. You know, it's like it's oh, not. Yeah, they hate us. You're totally it's cool, right. Or whatever. I've been like, yes, I've been saying that forever. Like I remember going to like that 
streetwear shop true like 20 years ago and them hating on LA and having fuck LA shirts. And, and I was like, wait, why do you guys hate us? Like, we love you, <laughs> you know? And they're like, no, nah, you don't love us. You guys are the worst. I'm like, no, we're, we actually love you so much. We want to come here all the time. We love Berkeley, San Francisco, everything, you know, the whole Bay. Yeah, it is somewhat of one way. <laughs> It, it, it's a one-way rivalry, and I, I really, really try to like preach that every time I go back home. Like it's true. Like I, I remember, I remember when I first told people that I was moving to LA, and like, dude, everybody was so upset about it. Like everybody, <laughs> it wasn't the. It was literally so like it was unpopular opinion. Like like what you're gonna move to LA for what man? That dude don't do that. Da, 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 da. But then it's crazy. Cause then I I would tell my friends down here like yo like people like are really hating on me because I, I want to move to L A badly and he's like that's crazy because it's like it's not like L A people we we don't tell our friends that move to the bay oh don't move to the bay like it's crazy it's a one way rivalry and I kind of realized that like living here for this long you know and actually L A's got a lot of love for the bay a lot oh, yeah you know? we love probably it. not the, probably not the sports teams but you know other than that like yeah I I, I love it down here you know I've no complaints. Yeah. No complaints, yeah. I think the you know? sports thing perpetuates the rivalry and makes people, you yeah. know, like keep that going. But it's, um, yeah, it's a one way thing. We love you guys. <laughs> and now you know. Now you get to represent both sides. So you know. I'm you an L Yay guy now. That's, yeah. that's what I say on my streams. So. Yeah. I love that. L Yay. L Yay. There, there he is. So. Uh, what was that Andre Nicotina song? A yo for yay. Yo. <laughs> Not that kind of yay, but. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, for sure. That's, that's classic Bay track. Oh, um, I love that record. So, like, you know, I was talking about Vegas a little bit earlier when we got into it. Um, you know, you've had, I think, one of the longest-running Vegas residencies um, of anybody, right? I mean, for a long time, like, obviously things are somewhat on pause right now, or I don't know, you can tell us, like, where things are, but yeah. I know you've been at one place or another going out there all the time i'm sure before light but you've had your residency at light for a really long time um and as i said everything's moving around you're really good at adapting to situations which i think is a good trait of a dj period you know what i mean from reading the floor in real time to reading the situations of how the climate's changing um what are like some insights you could give other djs to like keeping a residency that long or do you have any idea of how you're doing that or how you've done that you know, I, I think the biggest thing was, like, you know, when I first started kind of planting my seeds in Vegas, I wanted to make sure that my narrative was just like, yeah, you know, I was able to keep a room and I was able to play like, you know, certain records, play open format, play hip hop. I mean, it really comes down to just kind of being like a diamond in the rough as being a person. You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. that I've kind of created like these these lifelong and life-lasting relationships with people like, you know, in the town. Cause w once you figure out Vegas, you figure out like, okay, like the locals really do run everything. Right. And my big thing was, all right, well, if that's the case, then I, I, I need to be, you know, a guy that the locals are going to fall in love with. And how am I going to be that guy, you know, and whatnot. And, and, you know, obviously it did take a couple cosigns, you know, I don't, I believe that we never get anything done just by ourselves. Like, you know, you never, you know, I mean, self-made and this and that, like, yeah, you know, to a certain extent, but you know, I had, I had some good cosigns, obviously someone like Vice, someone like Eric Deluxe, Five and, 
you know, guys that already kind of had the love of the locals. And at the same time, like even a lot of like the key locals, like, you know, the Karmas, the, the, uh, the you know, the Shecky Greens, you know, and whatnot. Like I wanted people to kind of see me as a good person before anything, because if, if, if you're not somebody that somebody is motivated to help, like, you know, I, I don't feel like you get anywhere in this world and even vice versa. Like, like I like helping people. So I try to bring a lot to the table, Yeah, you know, in, in, in every like, you know, situation or relationship you know I, I like to help the people that that i've like you know created these bridges with and and and, ne- and have networked with and so you know it kind of goes both ways so i think like my biggest thing was just being a good person more than anything you know like just being you and being a good dude you know yeah so or lady you know so yeah no i feel like that's been my approach as well you know what i mean obviously care about all the from the skills to the relationships and the business but <clears throat> like you said be able to go to sleep at night and know that you're a good person and yeah. give back to commu- the community, the relationships, the culture and all that stuff while at the same time trying to make your mark or whatever. So, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I think that's a good that's a good way to put it. But, um, you know, even beyond that, you know, you've still had a really long run and, and clubs go up and down and it, sometimes it's, you know, sorry, bro, it's strictly business like things just happen, you know, like people will not be at spots and it's nothing personal against them but you've really i think i've just seen you adapt with that residency you know like from if a, if a club is killing it or not or whatever like even your new parties you were doing there where you're like beta vegas and different stuff like that so i think it helps it's it, it's definitely i mean dude i i was actually talking about it on one of my streams the other day you know and i i, I do this thing on sundays where like i do like i'm like a vegas pool party type of like experience you know right and you're and you're talking about on Twitch, right? On Twitch, yeah. Okay. So, Just so you guys know, check them out on Twitch. And man, it, it was crazy when I actually said it. I was like, dude, I've been playing in Vegas for like 13, 14 years. Yeah. 13, 14 years. You know, like my 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 run started, you know, believe it or not, at the stratosphere. Wow. And then I went from there to the palms. Then I had like a really short stint, you know, at the hard rock for a little bit. Then I went back to the palms. And then, you know, I'd say maybe about a good, like, nine, nine or ten years like ago, like, you know, I, 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 I did a deal with, with the Light Group. And it was when they had Haze. And that was just, like, that was, like, my first, like, you know, like, okay, I, you know, I've, I've made some headway, you know. And I've been with yeah. that company through its different, you know, like, 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 it's evolved into different, like, you know, businesses and yeah. different names and whatnot. I've been with those guys literally for ten years, you know. So, some of the guys that I work with at Light or Daylight, like I've known them since like, you know, I worked like my first day at at at, at the first light at Bellagio, you know? So Right. You know, like like and just keeping that relationship so like healthy and investing into it, cultivating it and you know, always being a team player, you know, like knowing everybody in the building. Like I've I've been doing that for like literally like the last like ten years with the, with these guys and hopefully I could do it for another ten years, whether it's me being a DJ or or even like operating a venue down the line or whatever. So yeah, no, I think you'd be really good at that. Um, I mean, yeah, I think that that's another thing to keep in mind too. Is like you're good at at having the relationships with the people who are working there, but also with like the tables and the the people in the club. You know what I mean? You you've always been For good sure. on the mic. I remember coming to see you so at Hayes and being like damn, he has really good control over the crowd with the mic here. You know, because one thing with the music and you can play, 
Icona Pop or Young Thug or whatever song's big at the time. But yeah. but being able to connect on the mic is actually a talent in Vegas that has been it's more and more valuable over the years, I think. I think, um, you know, it just kind of goes back to just building that relationship, you know. And, and even, like, if you don't know a certain table on the dance floor or whichever, like, you know, you got to remember that this is a moment that they're trying to create for themselves, whether they're celebrating a birthday, it's a bachelor party. Like, you know, like, I always tell myself, like, you know, every single weekend that I came to Vegas, I always told myself that, okay, I want to invest in everyone's moments on the dance floor, everyone's moments at every table, you know, whether it's shouting them out, whether it's like, you know, making them feel like kings and queens or or whatnot, you know, and, and... you know, I the takeaway and the reward from that for me was just like, yo, this is a moment that they're going to remember probably for the rest of their lives. Like, yo, remember when we went to Vegas and we did all this other crazy stuff? But remember when the DJ said my name and this and that? that like, those things like are kind of out of the ordinary, you know, and it goes yeah. such a long way. And, you know, I, I attribute like, you know, me just kind of like looking at the room like that from a business aspect and just from a relationship aspect that, you know, I've been there for 14 years, you know, like, and, and I look at everything that 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 i've done over that time and and you know it just goes back to like literally when i first wanted to come back when i first wanted to like really make an impact in vegas i wanted to be a game changer i didn't want to just be a guy that played records and played a good set i wanted to be a guy that could move the needle yeah i feel that relationships you know and, and 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 just like you know cultivating that whether it's like that one night with that you'll never see these people ever again after that or the people that run the venues like yeah if you can cultivate those relationships right then and there like the possibilities are super endless so yeah that's true and and i i think that at least i know this started happening to me i was in clubs so much and we would dj every weekend in a way i I lost track of that somewhat you know like the fact that it's they are making this special moment for themselves and it's not all about me at the time. Oh, I'm back here. It's the same thing for me, but you have to keep in mind. That's why this break has been a little bit nice to, um, to, you know, I just noticed how I was on a autopilot in a way, which I was lucky to be able to do that and get gigs. But, you know, I want to, when we come back into it, I feel like I'll have a different, different vision for it, you know? And I, I think that's smart. Yeah. I think Um, this break's been, been very, um, I don't know. Like I, I, I wanted to come out on the other side of this pandemic, whenever that is. Like you know, right. a, a completely different, better version of myself. You know, and and you know, just like you said, like you know, you go on autopilot sometimes because we're just constantly on airplanes. And like you know, I probably ran into you at Burbank Airport how many times? Yeah. In the last three years, you know, and like you know, like it, it just becomes kind of like second nature, but at the same time, it becomes a job, and you're just kind of like. All right, I'm just gonna get it over with and go back home right away and stuff. Right, like, it doesn't become fun anymore. But like, I wanted to like really like you know kind of like reconnect. And I think we kind of do. I think we kind of lose ourselves like you know when you do it so much. You're on an airplane four or five times a week. Right. Like you know you're kind of like all right, I got to get on another plane and I'm over <laughs> this. Like you know what I mean? So yeah. And you're you're just so tired. Your brain's not always there. You know. You That's get why home and yeah. Like, all right, you know. I'm asleep for like a day and try to reconnect with myself. So Right. Even you know. just like mentioning Twitch, the connections that people make on Twitch from just the small conversations we have with each other, you Amazing. you almost can get to know people in the past couple months more than in the past 10 to 12 years because you get to hear them talk a bunch and you're typing. It's not like when you're in the club where you just have to do that like 
club sign language of like, you doing a shot? Cool. Peace. Oh, you know, like you're just, yeah, you're just like nodding <laughs> your head and smiling. Like, I don't know what you're saying. You don't know what I'm saying. Okay. You know, it's like, yeah, this way we get to actually talk and be like, wait, what song is this? Oh, I can actually hear the lyrics. That's crazy. I'm gonna run it back. Oh, you know, and I've seen so much of, it's just great to see the connection with, with all that stuff, you know, with Twitch. I want to get in. I know you've been so deep into it. So I want to talk about that Dude, further down the line, but, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, we gotta, we gotta, we'll get to a whole section of that on here <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, and so, so, so obviously Vegas. You know, when this all comes back, you guys go, go peep in Vegas. I'm sure you're gonna be doing big things. Um, you haven't been back, right? I saw like it was supposed to come back about a week ago. Yeah, um, you know, they called me, and, and I'm, I'm very grateful for for the fact that they called me first. You know, they, they, they got word that they were gonna open the pool. Yeah. And then, you know, they're like, yo, you know, obviously your family, we want to make sure that you're here for our first day back. It's momentous for us. And That's I was great. like, I don't know, man. Like, you know, and I, I mean, it was kind of like, all right, we were, we, we were starting to like, you know, bend the curve, but at the same time, like I was like, yeah, I don't know that, you know, these cases might come back and right. You know, I'm going to go when I know like, you know, that curve has, has really been flattened, you know? And you know, sure enough, you know, I had another offer actually to do uh, to do another bar. And and then, you know, I was like, All right, I can make this like actually a really good weekend. And I was like, Nah, I don't know, man. You know, it's just not right. right. It's probably for the best, like not only for myself and my my own health, but for my family's health and, you know, and whatnot. Like I was like, hey, look, I'm I'm, I'm going to have to probably just, you know, sit sit this one out. So, yeah, I mean, same. <laughs> I'm on the same page. Like I, you know, we, we plus you don't know anything right now. We don't know what's happening. So we don't want to be responsible for spreading things around or whatever. Yeah. You know, everybody's just trying to figure things out. But but yeah, sure. Vegas is crazy. We had Eddie McDonald on here a couple weeks ago and he was saying how he's booking people virtually, you know, like doing a, a private Twitch in a way, like making a Twitch uh, page that doesn't even, no one will know about, you know, and streaming yeah. that into a bar. It's like, it's just crazy. Every everybody's trying to figure it out as we go. This you know? new norm. I mean, it's creating a new norm in all of us. I think so. Right. You know? And then now they shut the bars back down in Vegas, so there's nowhere to even do a virtual set. Everyone's just, back home now. You know. Yeah. So. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, so as far as um, like that side of things, where you're keeping the residency as a DJ and working, and and obviously me and you we had the same manager and you know, we were traveling all over the place. I mean, doing clubs all over the world, but yeah, doing yeah. primarily all over the United States, you know, from New Jersey all the way to San Diego and Chicago and, and everywhere. Um, but I know on the other side of things, like I mentioned, you've always been very deep in the, um, marketing, but also like booker booking, uh, role, yeah. right? Like, so in the Bay Area, I know, I remember, I mean, Infusion, you had a huge part in that. Um, you know, you, you've helped me out with getting connections with different clubs, you know, yeah. that I play at and um, all kinds of stuff. But so as far as that, like, what, um, actually, I was thinking, I was trying to think about clubs. You remember Fluid back in the day? Dude, that yeah. was like <laughs> yeah, I, I used to open for you. I was gonna say that was yeah, like that may have been you. actually the one of the first places we met. That was crazy, dude. And that and, and, and any time that we stepped in into that that building that space, man, like oh my god, it was always a blur. It was always that that little sliver of like counter that you had 
between the turntables and like literally the end. It was and, and every DJ that played there, like it was always like their, their their claim to fame to like fill that whole entire thing up with shot glasses. <laughs> yes, yes, that whole right. thing was always full of shot glasses. Like oh, I filled the whole thing up, and I, I want to say it was like. It was like 15 or 20 shot glasses could fit on that thing, you know? <laughs> that Kinda is true. Kind of gross if you think about it now in like, in like a COVID era, like no one picking up like the glasses like at all, like the whole night. Yeah. Like, ah. Nuts. Yeah, that place was crazy, <laughs> dude, with like the glass. Everything was glass and lights underneath it all. But yeah, the lineups man. were nuts. It'd be like every weekend would be like DJ Premier, DJ AM. Like it was the weird, the craziest lineup, right? Like all over the place. It, uh, it was definitely unorthodox, you know. For San Francisco, <laughs> like it was a small room, yeah, with such a big experience for the, you know, at the time, and it was like one of like our only like really high end, probably the most high end, um, like bottle service places, like you know, for a while there, you know, it was, yeah. it was. It was way before Infusion was open, you know. Right. That was that was my first introduction into almost anything. I think I had maybe one other bottle servicey kind of experience at a place called like Whisper or something before that. Yeah, dude, and I missed that place, man. That was that was funny because that was one of my first gigs ever to be like flown to another place and DJ. And I remember um, Scotty Boy got helped me get that gig. So shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to Scotty Boy, man. He's shout the man. Scotty Boy. <laughs> Man, I, I was talking to Romeo Reyes about this the other day, man. I remember, like, in San Francisco, and even Jay Espinoza, like, me, Romeo, and Jay, we used to be, and still are, you know, I'm still a huge Scotty Boy fan, you know? Yeah, and yeah, I, but, but back then, like, you know, Electro House, remember when, when, when it was, like, the mashup era, then Electro House was kind of seeping in a little bit? Yeah. And then it was still underground, so Scotty Boy used to do all the after-hour spots in San Francisco, all of them. Right. He would play at Fluid. And then he would like literally like even be double booked at like two after hour spots. We had like five or six after hour spots. It was insane. Yeah. And I remember me, Jay Espinoza, and Romeo, and even Miles Medina at times, we would go and support like Scotty Boy and we would hear like these records, like I want to say like like all the class remixes, like you know, and stuff like that, like Ride Like the Wind, or even his that one record that class put out, fucking um what was it? Uh it um with that it's saxophone time. or I don't know. Like, I don't know. And even just like put your hands up for Detroit, like those yeah, kind of records. Those records. Yeah. And and we, we discovered those records from going to those after hours parties, you know, that Scotty Boy used to DJ. So, I mean, that was Same. a fun time. Man. Yeah. I was like, he was like the guy that did that kind of music. Cause even as open format DJs back then, that meant we played hip hop and up tempo, whatever that was called, you know, like yeah. that was like Missy Lose Control or stuff like that. Yeah. And then we would play <laughs> rock, you know, mix it up, but like, you weren't playing Electro House. That was like the other people. That was the after hours, you know? Yeah, man. Um, that was a good time. Man. Yeah. So, and I remember Scotty Boy recommended me for that spot and I got booked. That was also one of the first times I got like a super mean napkin letter written to me <laughs> by some, <laughs> oh, <no! laughs> some girl. I remember I was, I was like getting paid more than I ever got paid for a gig. I was being treated better than I've ever been treated. I was like, this is unbelievable. How is this even real life? And then I'm like, and they want me for me. I'm playing my own edits. And I remember yeah. I'm playing and people kind of seemed into it. And then some girl hands me a letter. And I'm like, oh, what's this going to say? And it was like, you're the worst DJ in the whole world. Or like oh, some, some something man. to that effect. And I was like, oh, thanks so much. <laughs> like, Bay Area, come on. <laughs> I, you know what, though? They just, 
You know, I, I, I'm sorry you had to go through. <laughs> no, that. we had fun. I'm just saying that was my forgetting. And then, and then fluid, and so yeah, that's kind of where we connected. And then yeah. I know you got into being, you know, really building up uh, San Francisco and Bay Area nightlife with Infusion. Um, what Man. what was it like being on the other side, like being the booker? So, like, what do you learn from that? So one thing that I, that 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 I learned at Fluid, and it was from being around Derek Bonner. And, yeah, Derek. Uh, yeah, Derek was like the managing partner. In Scott stuff. Murphy. And being around him, and <laughs> yeah. Scott Murphy was the talent buyer. Being around them, like I, I, I kind of like learned like the business side of um uh, of the nightlife aspect, you know, in San yeah. Francisco. And then, you know, I got I, I remember Infusion. It was opening. Now I remember literally like weeks before they announced it, I was like, man, like we only have like one like really nice nightclub in San Francisco. It'd be amazing if we had like multiple like bottle service spots you know right they announced it you know i applied for a residency I, you know I, I i had a buzz in town at the time so i got it and then sure enough like you know from the get i remember they used to call me and they'd be like yo who should we book and this and that like you know we, we don't we don't really know these people we don't know who to talk to so i would you know kind of take like like from me opening for everybody like I kind of knew everyone already, so I would take all those contacts and I'd be like, "Yo, you should call Suji, or yo, you should call Scott Murphy for the Dexter stuff. You should call this person for that." Yeah. And then eventually, what happened was the guy that was actually booking, he got you know released from his, from his post, and then like you know th- there needed to be somebody that um that 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 continued you know that that um those responsibilities yeah so i just said you know what man i don't know what i'm doing but i'm i'm down to take a stab at it right and so they gave it to me i remember i only got paid like i want to say like my first paycheck there was like a thousand bucks for like a whole like full-time gig you know but i (laughs) I, I had to prove myself yeah you know i didn't know what i was doing right so you know at that time i remember you know I, i i had just like broken in vegas so i would take all these things i would see from all around like the country and primarily vegas and just plug them into you know infusion and then i would literally follow those trends and kind of you know use my contacts to kind of like you know to, to to build the story there and the story at infusion was like all right you you, you can have a vegas like experience without hopping on a flight that's how we marketed it right for a long time you know and sure enough, man, it became actually one of the most, I'd say one of the most iconic nightclubs that San Francisco has ever seen, you know. I mean, it lasted nine years. I was only there for about six or seven. Right. You know, um, I had left that 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 spot, and then, you know, I took literally the, the I mean, you know, seven years of just, you know, relationships and, 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 and experience and knowing, like, the ins and outs of the nightclub business, you know, to to relaunch you know the temple brand i did that with josh donaldson and a couple other people right you know from vegas you know so i, I left infusion went to temple so at temple for like two three years then i left temple and i forgot where i went i went somewhere oh i launched the nightlife program over at the w uh oh, san right. francisco so i did that for like maybe about close to a, like yeah about a year and some and some change and then i left the w um, but simultaneously, while I was doing that, I was doing Love and Propaganda, which was a a, a place that that you play at. You yes. Know? So, you know, did that, and then it's kind of crazy. After after I left Love and Propaganda, I told myself I, I was like, all right, I'm done. I've been doing this for like ten years, this and that. Like, I don't think I could be in a nightclub like this because I'm already in a nightclub three, four nights a week, like in Vegas, right? You know, or in L.A. 
ah, I can't, I can't do it. So I'm gonna move to LA and just pursue other things. And then sure enough, I got, you know, I got sucked back in. And then I, I launched, uh, you know, Vanity with a couple of good friends that we both have. So, you know, hopefully, you know, that scene comes back, man. I mean, this pandemic is, uh, it, it's definitely creating challenges. You know, Not, uh, San Francisco nightlife is kind of. I don't know how to explain it, man. It, it hasn't been the same for a long time, you know? Right. And I think that's just like, you know, in part of just like, you know, you know, dating apps and, 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 you know, other means of culture, you know, that have been very prominent, like our sports culture. Like if you have a nightclub that's open the same time you have like a, a championship caliber team playing, you know, like chances, you, you still have a 50, 50 chance of, of, of having a good night because yeah. some people, they get the rocks off at the Warrior game, and they're they're going home after. You no, know? you're right. Yeah, it's different. So. Plus, like you said, we've been doing this a long time, so we're a little older. So the people we're interacting with aren't necessarily yeah. 21 turn up, you know. But but and just things have changed in every city. I mean, we travel everywhere, and we've seen it's just changing. Nobody could put their finger on it, but it was changing. And I think this pandemic is definitely going to f- open up. you know the doors for big change you know whatever it is when i think of this pandemic i think about when we were all kids and remember that 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 big reset button on the nintendo (laughs) yes i I, that that that's i I feel like the pandemic is pushing that reset button on the world like like it literally leveled everything out to where everyone is in the same place right everybody is in the same place no matter how successful you were or how big you were whichever it literally said, okay, look, here's the biggest challenge ever. Let's see if you can stay afloat. You know what right. I mean? So. Yeah, exactly. And that, I mean, that sort of leads into something I wanted to talk to you about because, you know, as DJs, we depend on gigs. That's our main income, period. You know, and, and when you're coming up as a DJ, you're like, I just want to get booked at that place, you know, for yeah. not even for money, just for for fun and for the respect and for the dream of it, you know, eventually it becomes a business. And then you realize, okay, I'm depending on this, these gigs for my income. You don't really think about the fact that someone might get sick and the whole world's going to shut down and you don't know when you could fly again. Um, And I think, you know, we've in the past four months, I've had a lot of people on here who have been able to navigate these type of things and had other stuff going on. And I think you're a good example of that too. Um, of someone that doesn't just have DJ gigs, you know, like that's not going to cut it now, you know, and um, you're very diversified in the things that you've spent your time on, which we've just learned in the past, you know, probably 20, 30 minutes of talking. Um, And then that's not even half of it. I know you do a ton of other stuff. So like, what are some of the other things keeping you busy? I mean, I know, you know, you got a lot of syndicated radio show. You're on the radio. One of the I've biggest radio stations every day. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and, and I think even like, even when I ran nightclubs, like I had other things going, I was still on the radio in San Francisco at the time, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I did, you know, sports like, you know, music direction and stuff like that for like the giants at the time. Yeah. But like, you know, I, I, I I really have always kind of been, just like I said, a man of many hats. And I always believed, and I learned this from my parents, was just like, you know, the more, the more like revenue streams that you have, like, you know, the safer you're going to be. Like, you know, invest into other things. And, and it doesn't need, necessarily need to be like, you don't need to have five jobs. It's just like five ways to, you know, five or, 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 or 10 ways, like, you know, where you can literally have just income coming in. And so, you know, my plan was, all right, I'm going to do business stuff. Run nightclubs, 
you know, I'm going to do marketing stuff. Like, you know, I, I, I used to do, I used to have a marketing company in the Bay Area, you know, an agency. And like we did stuff for like T-Mobile Sidekick. I've done, right. you know, campaigns for sports teams, you know, whatnot. Las Vegas nightclubs. Um, I had a, I, I had a concierge service. You know, that was something. And actually, it's crazy. I actually booked a, a, a cabana the other day, you know, like during a pandemic. And it was really weird. I was like, damn, I haven't done this in like six months, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, but I, I mean, I've always been on the radio, obviously. I have a syndicated radio show, which is another business, you know. Right. And, and that's like, you know, a thing that, that, that runs on, I would say, like eight or nine radio stations. Uh, one of the big, you know purposes for me moving to LA was I did want to expand that because obviously if, if you have all this reach and you have a platform, you know, you can amplify and trend like, you know, things that you wouldn't be able to like, you know, with, with you know, without it, you know, and, and, you know, I came down here to LA to kind of like expand that part of the, uh, of my business, you know? So yeah. Yeah. My hands in, in, in many things, like I do marketing for a company called Zen, which is a, uh, um, which is a sneaker retailer. It's all online. Before that, I did actually when I left nightclubs, I went into retail marketing. So I worked at Shoe Palace, right? You know, and I and I did marketing there for five years. Yeah. And then the guy that I worked for, he got a situation, you know, um, to where he got Zen, you know, funded and whatnot, and pretty much like and he took me with him. I'm grateful for that, and it's been one of the most like you know amazing opportunities ever. And like you know, we've we we've been able to build like you know a, a retailer from the ground up. You yeah. Know? So we actually have a store opening up in Koreatown, which is crazy. Oh, you do? That's yeah, tight. we do. So, um, yeah, you you know, I can keep on going on and on and on. I, I have my hands in other things. I actually have some partnership stuff that I'm working on, like with iHeart. That's like really like massive, you know. And and you know, we'll probably talk about that maybe in about a week or two. Dope. You know, but. You know, I was always led to just believe, like, hey, look, man, if you can get as many streams of revenue as possible and diversify yourself, man, like, you're always going to have something to look, you know, to, 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 to fall back on, you know? And, like, when this pandemic hit, obviously, like, you know, we relied on gigs for a long time. And, and, and I had, no matter what, I always had, like, you know, a good, like, two, two or three, like, on the calendar for every week booked, whether it was locally Obviously in Vegas, you know, I have my, my, my residency, E Rock Fridays. Um, you know, I always had like two or three like I can always count on, you know. And right. that was about a good I'd say fifty percent of like my income. And when it hit, like, you know, I mean obviously like you know, I had to scale back and whatnot, but I still had like four other things like, you know, right. that I had been working on. And now it's crazy because, you know, now that I have all this time and I'm not leaving the house and I'm not flying and whatnot. I actually invested all of this time into all of those other businesses to where, you know, it's kind of weird, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to put it out there like I'm going to quit DJing or whatnot, but you know, I'm actually, you know, building to be in a comfortable place, you know, where it's like, all right, like when this comes back, like, geez, like I don't even know how I'm going to be able to handle that. And now all of this stuff that's bubbling with the growth of my other businesses, like shit, all right, we're, you know, we got to right. figure this out. If, yeah. If this is, you know, if this is going to happen anytime soon. So that's a good problem to have. Um, <laughs> that's great. 
Well, yeah, and just to lay it out for people, I think you mentioned a lot of it, but just so they know, like, yeah, like you mentioned Zen, which is huge, you know, the shoe retailer and and marketing with that, and then you're on um, 92.3. And I'm on the radio every day out here. Every single day. It's, I think, one of the, if not the biggest radio station in LA, which is one of the biggest markets in probably America or the world. Um, It's number two. In terms of people, but we're number one in ad dollars. So uh, yeah, so that, that 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 that's that's kind of like how I've been told. So you can fight for that raise. <laughs> you're like, let me get that extra. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's dope. So you're on the cruise show from what is it, two to three? Yeah, so I do two to three, um, two to three every, every day. day. And that was like something crazy, like that happened. Like you know, I mean, I was at obviously the competitor for about a good three years. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I got approached, you know, with this idea of, of, Hey, like, you know, what are you going to be doing in like five or 10 years from now? Like, are you still going to be doing clubs? Are you still going to be like, you know, out there in the streets, you know? And and I won't say how old I am, but (laughs) you know, I mean, we'll just say that like, Hey, there's a couple, couple years left of that, you know? And I was like, well, (laughs) you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't have any plans really in regards to scaling out my radio stuff. I'm kind of happy just doing one day a week, you know, and they pitched me this whole entire scenario. Like, look, man, like if you really want to scale this thing out, like iHeart might be, you know, the answer to to what you're looking for in, you know, with this move that you made to Los Angeles. And actually, this this conversation came from DJ Amen, who you've had on. Yeah, he was on 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 here. Great guy. Love that guy. Smart individual, man. I'm so proud of him. Like he's 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 been one of my best friends for damn near 20 years you know and we were just talking about this like literally since august of last year and you know sure enough like you know it just became more appealing more appealing more appealing and i don't know something just kind of came over me i was like you know what man you know i i came down here to prepare for my future i came down here to prepare for the 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 next phases in my life this is the only market where you can take 20, 30 years of like nightclub experience or just even knowing a vibe or having an ear or being a great DJ and convert it into a position like, you know, like like an executive position at a record label, a media company or whatnot, you know, and I was like, you know what, man, I'm going to entertain it. So I started entertaining it. And then literally, um, you know, things just kind of fell into place. Like I felt comfortable. I worked for iHeart in San Francisco in the past, you know. So I knew like, you know, how big of a company it was, but it just felt natural. It just felt like I was home. I I, I don't think I had felt like that since um, probably my days, uh, you know, the, the heyday of my radio career back in the Bay Area. Yeah. And, you know, it just felt great, you know, and, you know, granted, it's a it, it's a very it's a very, very, very corporate company, you know. So obviously, you know, when you walk in there, like you got to be ready to work, you got to be ready to 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 deliver. And they offered me this this life changing, you know, opportunity, um, you know, to where I would be on the air six days a week, you know, in a market like Los Angeles. And I was like, all right, like this is something that I probably can't pass up. Right. And this is something that's obviously going to put me in front of a lot of eyes, expand my reach and, you know, and and even just expand like my knowledge of radio. And, And that's already taking place you know, like, like, like in, in the behind the scenes aspect, you know? So, you know, I, I, I took the deal and, you know, it's crazy because I, I took it. I started February 24th, you know, 
Uh, it was the day that 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 Kobe was um, was memorialized, yeah. and then the pandemic hit two weeks after. Yeah, literally two weeks right after that. Two weeks after, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, what what just happened? You know, and I remember. <laughs> Still going into the radio station, you know, but there was no cars out or anything. And I had never been in that position before. Like, you know, I was like, all right, like, like, I'm grateful that this hit like right before, you know, because it's, it still put me, it still puts me in front of a lot of eyes during a time where there's not many platforms that are doing that right now. Right. You know, and that's like something I'm like extremely grateful for so yeah yeah the 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 iheart real 92.3 relationship like that 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 was definitely a a a blessing that that man like it just hit at the the perfect time you know so that's super dope and i know like you mentioned you have your show um syndicated now through them and on eight eight different markets yeah and it's growing too like we're actually right you know in the process of, of of doing more more stations you know through that iheart lens and with Real 92.3, like, picking up the show and getting behind it. And, you know, we've got some great names, like, you know, like Doc Winter and, and AO and, and um, you know, obviously Amen that are, that, are, that are big advocates for us, you know. And, and that, that itself is a great, you know, way for us to be able to gain, like, the trust of other radio stations going, like, all right, these guys are on at a good time in San Francisco. Like, oh, not sorry, in Los Angeles. Like, you know, maybe I should do that in my market. Yeah. You know, so... Right. I'm I'm grateful for those guys, man. Like very grateful, you know, and and I don't I don't know if you see my tweets, like I'm just like, man, I'm like, you know, like really enamored with and just like in love with with with, with how that this company has treated me since, you know. I yeah, no, I do. I have seen it and I've seen your growth, you know, through all that and it's it's dope. It's inspirational yeah. to see. Um and then one another thing I feel like we didn't even mention <laughs> <laughs> is that I was trying to think about all the shit you do. Here's the twentieth hat that, that you have your hand in, Iraq. Yeah. Well, it's, it's another big thing that I think people would be really interested in because a lot of the people who listen to this are, you know, people that I mean, either there's all kinds of people who listen, but a lot of people I think get mm-hmm. ideas and advice and and inspiration from it. Um, you DJ in in stadiums for the 49ers and big yes. sports events too which is also huge and something that Eamon told us about Man. um so yeah tell that, us a little about that yeah that you know what was crazy is that i got my inspiration to do that from watching dj Irie for for just for so oh, long like amazing. you know just just run that 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 his um run that play with with the Miami Heat, you know, during like a championship run. I was like, man, yep. that's incredible. And I was I was always a huge sports guy. So the, how that came about, man, was was I remember I had approached um you know, my my guy Faham. Uh I don't know if you know Faham. He he's actually a, a very well-known socialite in, in in San Francisco. He works for the San Francisco Giants. Dope. And uh, right. I approached him years ago, like years ago about Yo, have you guys ever thought about having a DJ? Like, yo, the Miami Heat's doing it, this and that. Like, what if I, you know, I came in and I did like a couple games for you guys or whatever? They're like, you know, it's kind of a good idea. Let me let me get back to you on it. So they came up with this concept where it was myself, DJ Solomon, rest his soul. That's the, oh, that's our man. brother right there. Yeah, DJ man. Solomon. And, yeah, rest in peace, legend, man. amazing, legend, man. just tragically taken from us. Ooh, too in the soon, craziest man. way. I don't He's imagine of- like what he would be doing right now. Like he was one of the most 
creative DJs I've ever, ever, ever came across. I could say he would definitely have one of the dopest Twitch channels right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) No question. I never thought about that till right now. But he, I mean, he was the most forward-thinking dude. Ten years ago, he's using in-ear monitors. He was on Serato. He was pushing the game forward. He was who AM was asking questions about for Serato. Remember, I remember he would open for DJ AM at Fluid, and he would be so into Serato and have it all dialed in. And, um, I mean... Yeah, he, he, yeah, he he was definitely definitely ahead of the curve and always ten steps ahead of everybody in San Francisco. And I looked up to him, like you know, for years. You know, like damn, yeah. I want to do the things that he's doing. Yeah, like, he's same. incredible, and he's so and he, skilled. And his skill set was insane. His skill set was nuts. I mean, he could scratch, he could do everything, taste in music, knowledge. You know, yeah. just he had a grasp of everything, and then just crazy. He tragically one day just boom, yeah, never man. with us um, again. He's the man. So shout so, to him. Shout out to hey, shout out to Solomon. His, his memory. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it was three of us. It was me, Solomon, and another guy. And then we used to do, you know, games there. We did that for about a good, you know, five years. Right. And then the guy that I actually created the program with, you know, that that it got streamlined up to, which his name is Joe Legaz. He went to the 49ers. Oh, and got then, it. but we had done so many cool things with the Giants, like during that championship run, like you know, we had Little John at the stadium. We had like you know Far East Movement, like do like a personalized version for like the in stadium. We had Martin Solveig do some stuff. We had like some crazy things that like that 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 sports teams in San Francisco were never able to do. And I took my expertise and my relationships from radio and nightclubs, and it was like, yo, like like we can get LMFAO at the game and this and that, or we can get you know. This this celebrity in the game, he's he's in town because he's coming to the station to interview with people and like, like we I kind of like took all my resources and kind of like made them all work together, right? You know what I mean? So the guy that I, that I worked with at the Giants, um, he went to the 49ers and literally he calls me and he's like, "Yo, are you down to do this again?" I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Dude, this team needs a DJ." I was like, "You're asking me to be the DJ for the 49ers?" He's like. Yeah, let's figure it out. Let's just figure it out. And this is when they moved to the new stadium. And then sure, sure enough, you know, they, they wanted a DJ. They wanted to create a program. They didn't know what it was. And I came up with this concept of of having a collective versus me doing everything. And this is just me by nature. Like, I just didn't want to do this on my own. And, you know, I brought in Miles Medina. I brought in The Less, Romeo Reyes, DJ Amen. And I want to say it was us five at, at the beginning. And we would just rotate through all the games, you know. And yeah. we, weren't a, we weren't a great team at all. So there wasn't a lot of people in the stands whatsoever. It was, <laughs> it was quiet, bro. It was quiet. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've been doing – and believe it or not, man, we've been doing that for five – Yeah, I'm actually doing season – this is my sixth season with them and just planning and coordinating and programming, like, you know, the games. And it's, it's actually it, – it's going to be a challenge because they're actually talking about doing no fans – you know, yeah. right now. Right. But, I mean, obviously it's a different narrative every week. We don't know yeah. what to believe. I know. Hey, we're not we're not going to do fans, but we're going to do this, or maybe we're going to do limited. I, I mean, you just don't know. It's just, you know, just the nature of, of, of what's going on today. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I've, I've been doing sports for, geez, 10 years now. 10 years, you know, and that was something I created because San Francisco – it's not in Los Angeles. It's not in Miami. It's not in Chicago. It doesn't have like the media outlets or the resources that you that you would have living down here. The amplification. So I had to create it up north, you right? Know? Yeah. And that's why I, I made that phone call to the Giants, and that's why 
you know, we, we kind of created the thing with the Niners. It's, it's like, you know, for, to be a successful DJ, you gotta, you have to create your own avenues up there. You have to yeah, throw your own parties, program nightclubs, be involved in a, a million things. And I think that kind of just kind of stuck with me all the way till today. So that's dope. And then um, you're on Twitch all the time now. This is the new, the new savior, the new, the new savior of DJs in <laughs> the middle of 2020 is Twitch. Um, I mean, yeah. that's been. I've been hanging out with you all weekend. This weekend on there, <laughs> I probably saw more you. than we've done in person, which is crazy. <laughs> exactly. Like, and we don't even live far from each other, which is nuts. Like, <laughs> well, that's funny. We've been talking about getting lunch for probably twelve months straight, and then now we can't even do it. But we've been talking about getting lunch for twelve months. But then in the past four days, we've, or even in the past seven days, I feel like I've. Every day I've been on some sort of stream you're part of, whether it's someone else's or someone's, yeah. or I even just, I, I finally listened to the fourth meal podcast that you were on with um, Anil and Vice and uh, yeah. uh, Five and Deluxe and them. And damn, you guys killed it. So much great information on there. Um, so I'm, you know, like if people want to learn or get some good insight, I really, I knew a lot about it. And I feel like I was early to try to get on Twitch, but now I haven't been doing my streams as much, but I, um, just listening to that, man, I understood a lot more about the culture of, of the site and how that worked. And even with the subs and the different things, like I didn't, I understood some of it, but you try to put it in your own box of like, well, it's kind of like IG live, but different, but like, it's not, it's its own world. Um, it's like a city almost. It's it's like, (laughs) it's it's a community, you know? And, and, and once you kind of like, can can wrap your head around that and you're just like like to be honest like me and, and, and all my friends who are your friends too five deluxe like you know everyone that 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 streams at least like you know at at this like you know at this uh frequency it's like you know we we're doing it because like we've actually fell in love with the community as much as the community has fallen in love with us Right, you know, and a lot of that is because like the platform is built off of support and recognition, you know, yeah. like like everything that you do on Twitch, like it's recognized. If you follow, your name gets on the screen. If you sub, like you know, yeah, it shows in the chat that you're supporting that person. Then it inspires somebody else to support you. You know, if you want to like literally like like you know expose your audience to another DJ, you can raid that person's room and they can keep that raid going. You know, to where literally like you know. One person that only knew you could know five of your friends and fall in love with them too. Totally. You know, because of what they do. So, like, you know, just that itself and just kind of like, you know, that just being in my nature, like being a very, like, you know, good dude before everything. And, you know, I, I love supporting people. I love doing things, you know, right. out of the norm to support people. And this yeah. this platform just really amplifies that. Yeah. And And, and the connections that you make on it, is is they're they're priceless really i've never really ever really encountered like you know that type of experience ever on on any other platform but it's like you know you have people that literally will 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 jump in like you know the chat room or your stream and literally support you like no other like i I had somebody literally buy 89 subscriptions on saturday night that you don't even know (laughs) i've never met them but i've seen them in other people's rooms and I'm wow. sure that, like, you know, I've probably been exposed to them through somebody else wanting to support me with a raid yeah. and, sh- and throwing me their audience. So they 
in turn, you know, get get to fall in love with what I do and want to support me. And it's just like, like, wow, you know, like this is this this is a very, very complex thing. That's it's huge. Not, and I mean, that's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot of money, man. But but, you know, sometimes, you know, and it's crazy because like they, you know, the audience, you know, they'll always tell you like, hey, man, like, you know, your vibes and what you're doing is helping me get through quarantine. It's helping me get through you know, this pandemic, like, I don't right. know what I would have been doing if, if you were, you know, you weren't streaming your sets or whatnot, you know, and, and, you know, it's crazy because th- these people are helping us get through quarantine too. Like, yeah. you know, not even on a monetary aspect, but more so like on the connection aspect, like we're able to yeah. feed off of their energy. We're right. able to feed off of, you know, these people that, that literally there's, they're, they're there. They're, yeah. they're there and they're showing out for you. Every time that you stream, and it's almost like you know, like like they're they're like the best fans in the world. You yeah, know, it's crazy. So. It, I mean, I think it's also because Twitch is built on the idea and the and the platform of live streaming. You know, and that none of the other sites are like Instagram was supposed to post pictures, and the fact that we can live stream is cool. But I don't think it's made yeah. for that. Like everyone, Facebook, all of them were made for a different thing. Twitch is made for live streaming. So I think the people that go on there want to watch. That's why, you know, you'll be like, wait, how do I have this many people just watching? I don't even know who these people are because there's just people on there looking for it. And I heard another someone on another podcast or something make a good point that now we're living in a time right now where there's more viewers than DJs on Twitch. But soon there will be more DJs broadcasting yeah. than viewers. You know, And I think that's what happened with the gaming. Like Everyone's like, oh, shit, I want to be a gamer. And so now it's just everyone playing Call of Duty with not as many people able to watch them besides the top people and how to get discovered. So yeah. that's why I think it is a, a somewhat crucial time if you want to get in on Twitch because if you wait a while, you're going to just be with a million other DJs broadcasting to two people, you know, so. And, and that's the thing too. Like we were, we were, we were pretty early on it, you know, and, you know, a lot of us started on IG live, you know, and, and, you know, it was great for, for what it was in the beginning. Yeah. <clears throat> but then once we figured out like the, the interaction aspect of live streaming, like Twitch really gives you the tools to really, really be engaging with your audience, you know, whether it's, um, like I, I mean, I, I'm actually building this thing out right now, and I, I mean, I'll probably I'll say it now because it's it's been done before. But like, I'm doing this thing to where you can claim channel points. So the longer you watch, you can claim those points to change the colors of the uh, of the lights in my room, you know, while I'm streaming. <laughs> wow. You know, but it's like stuff like that that like keep like you know the the viewer just engaged. You know what I mean? It's very yeah. interactive, or, or even just us answering questions, running polls, like right. Like they really give you the tools to be that engaging with your audience, you know, and and build a connection that you wouldn't have never built in a nightclub. In a nightclub, it's like, you know, there, there's lights, there's drinks, there's there's crowds, there's everything, and you're not able to, you're barely able to talk to the person next to you. Right. But you know, here you are doing somewhat of a of a nightclub driven set, and you're able to also converse with like you know your audience you know and literally have like a real conversation whether it's like obviously you're the one speaking and they're the ones chatting but dude i mean i I, i've been on at one point like six or seven hours i think dj ever did nine hours the other night you know and it's just feeding off the crowd i know yeah no i mean dude i was up late last night 
I think we were yeah. hanging in Fashion's chat room at 2.30 yeah. in the morning. He's killing it, too. Playing songs that we all know, but like in a dope way. His transitions were super dope. And then I wake up, and there's this dude, Stank Palmer, who someone else put me on to that is playing like the dopest music, you know, uh, morning yeah. music. And then he's asking like introspective questions. And then I'm getting to know people in his chat and then seeing people I know. And then I go over to Fives, the pour over. He's making coffee. You know, he wasn't on this morning, but uh, where were yeah. you, Five? <laughs> uh, now, because he, he gave him one on Sunday. I know he never does it on Sunday. So he did a special uh, one on Sunday. So that's what he okay. told me. Because even I was looking for it. Like I got up to, 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 to brew a cup of coffee. I was yeah. like, yo, like, where are you, dog? Yeah, where are you at? I'm taking a break. I'm How like, oh, funny man. is that, though, that that's what we're doing now? We're, like, checking for the stream. and But it's cool. It's all the different aspects. Like, and I'm it, – it's just – it's crazy. You know, like, the sky's the limit, like you said, for the different channel points. And then I'm discovering these insane accounts where I'm going down a rabbit hole. Like, I'm following a dude that just rides his bike around Tokyo for, like, almost 12 hours a day sometimes and interacts with Joey, Joey Chaotic? No, I found that okay. dude through you, Joey's actually. Joey's a beast, man. Yeah. Shout out to Joey one time. No, this dude, I don't even know. I got to find his thing. But he was like Joe something. But first of all, it's crazy because I get to feel like I'm in Tokyo. And I get to see, wow, 99% of the people are wearing masks out there. And life looks normal. They're all dealing with the pandemic. It's almost like, okay, this, is this what the pandemic could be like if we all wore masks? Like, yeah. I get to see that. And then I'm he's like a computer programmer. So I was reading through his things. And it was like, you said some stuff i don't even understand like you mm. get this many points you can make me play a song and, and make a thing happen and there's so many opportunities and then even um my friends like do this hip-hop trivia night and it's called the questions hip-hop yeah yeah so I, I, you know we were yeah. doing it live i invited you a few mm -hmm. times we would do it live i was djing i was i was a big part of it i haven't been doing as much they were pushing forward with it online and doing it on ig live and they still are and it's cool how they figured it out but i had been pushing them to do it on twitch and they finally did it last week and they were like we can't figure out how to do the quiz thing i showed them this thing called quiz up then like steve wonder and sean cantrowitz they figured it all out so ill like we played and it was a real life game show and your oh, wow. the answers pop up on the screen and you can click them and everybody at home is playing together we can see the ratings we can see the like i was like wow this exists like and then there's things that we haven't even tried yet from being able to squad up and do the thing or i see people rating each other every 15 minutes and every day there's a new idea basically yeah man i mean the platform is a it, it's crazy. It, it, it's a world in its own, man. And it, I feel like whenever I'm on Twitch, like even as just a consumer and I'm just consuming content and just kind of like, you know, watching other people and supporting other people, like, you know, like it, the, the experience is bar none. Like, yeah, you know, like when I was like, when I was young, I used to be a big chatter, like in like AOL chat rooms and stuff like that, yeah. like, you know, growing up. And then like, this kind of like bring, I mean, dude, I'm obviously, you know, well into my 30s you know and whatnot but it's like the um this kind of brings me back to that 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 time you know does, where, where yeah. i had a lot of fun connecting with people virtually you know and this is just like you know kind of like the second coming of it it's almost like like wow i remember doing this as a kid now it's just like i'm doing this as an adult but i'm actually really enjoying it you know and I i'm know. doing it with my friends and they're people that music lovers like right that's also something that's that's great too the audience like i feel like I, I couldn't go on there and play a complete commercial set. No. I feel like you have to dig. 
and you have to give them something yeah. that 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 they can sink their teeth into. It's like, yo, I haven't heard that in a minute. That's freaking amazing. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I got my auto Shazam on on some of these streams just going the whole time. And I'm like, yo, I need this song. I need this song. Oh, that was a crazy edit. What is that? I mean, amazing. just this morning, I wrote down at least 10 songs that he played on this stream. I was like, I need this shit. This is hilarious. Or this, yeah. you know, and being able to play funny stuff and connect with it. It doesn't have to just be like, yo, this is dope. Or, you know, it's, uh, you get to, sh- you know, that, that was what Miles Medina said on that podcast when you guys were talking. And it was, this was a couple months ago before I feel like you guys had even the understanding of Twitch that you have now. But he yeah. said, um, Vice was saying something about like what his channel should be or something. And Miles Medina said, I think that Twitch is the place for you to be you. And that's the most successful you're going to be. And, and, and like, that's what I was saying. This guy's stream this morning. He doesn't even have a webcam on himself. He just puts a really like soothing animation image and plays songs. Everyone has their own thing. But when you really tap into you and you give yourself to the audience is when I think really people connect with you. You know, I've definitely became not only a better DJ, um, like streaming, but yeah. I've definitely you know, have been able to reconnect with, with, with me more than anything. I think that probably some of my more successful streams, and I wonder how it's going to translate after this. Like I play like a lot of like, like eighties and funk and, and, and freestyle and stuff that I, I play like, it's almost like shopping for Jordans. Like you get the ones you couldn't buy as a kid, you know? So now I'm playing the records I could never play. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, Yo, it's like it's like very therapeutic, you know, to play a Jane Child record that I could never play on the radio, you know, yeah. or play, you know, you know, Boss Gags or something like that. And like, I feel like some of those like you know streams that I do are more successful than some of like the more commercial streams, you know. But it's like, it's made me just kind of open my eyes, and I feel like it's like a, a form of therapy, and, and and you know, I've kind of built a following on that, and. and like I said, I don't know how it's going to translate. Like in the new thing, it's like you know, am I going to be considered like a guy that like okay, if, if we if we go to his gigs, he's going to play the same thing on live streams. I'm not sure. Like we don't even know where music's going to go. Like no, you know, we when, don't. When, when, when this opens back up, so I know. I mean, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, how do you think that this is going to change things going forward? I wonder. I've seen people in states or countries. Um, now, when they're going back to work, bringing Twitch and trying to live broadcast it. It didn't. Yeah. It was cool, but I was definitely not as engaged when I was watching. Like, And I noticed their viewers, too. Anyone I've watched do a live stream from a gig so far, it's been a little weird because you're Can't like... Really interact. Yeah. And so the people at home are like, oh, cool. I'm watching a little bit. You know, I still think there's a way to do it, but I haven't... I've been noticing that. But where do you think it's going to go? Like, we'll... Will this become a big thing, or are the copyright people going to come down on us? Like, how's this all going to work? Um, you know, I don't think streaming's going to go away. You no, know, me I, either. I, I I do think that it's really kind of like secured its place in a lot of people's hearts. You know, and and even some of these people that 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 watch our streams, there are people that really didn't have a lot of access to this form of culture or us. You know, so I think that like, I mean, for me. Like, I'm not going to stop streaming. I'm always going to make it a point to, like, literally, like, you know, rock on Twitch or, or whatever that next platform is or whatever. Because yeah. I, I mean, Franz has been doing it for 10 years. He's been doing this since, like, you stream, you know? So, well, wait, what do you mean? Franzen's been doing, like, live streaming? He's been stuff? live streaming, like, since, like, you stream was popping. Really? So, like, 
That's so funny. Yeah, I we, used to do Ustream all the time. And when I was video DJing, I was like, this is my future. This is what I'm going to do. But then I don't even know what happened. It just, no one was into it. Just, it. it wasn't the time. Like It wasn't the time, man. Like, But what, had, what was he streaming on right before Twitch? I know he's doing IG Live. He was Live. on IG Live. Right, you know? nonstop. And he's then, probably one of the hardest working people on Twitch I've ever seen. I mean, if he's not on, like, you know, you want to call him and go, yo, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know is I mean? Twitch okay? <laughs> like, yo, are you whole- okay? Are you good over there? You need anything? Oh, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually going on a little later. Um, but, yeah, yeah, you know, Franzen has been actually streaming since he was on Ustream. And that's about a good 10 years. Like, he had Drake on his Ustream, like, a long time ago. Wow. And so he's had, like, a like a really, really strong following like in the streaming world because he's just been doing that and that's a way like, you know, his fans gain have gained access to him. Yeah. His chats um, are just insane. They're insane, man. And you know, they 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 follow him and everybody that's that, that's attached to him, the family is definitely real. The it's family is definitely real. I see him in other people's chats. I see Dre Sinatra's chat, all you know, like they'll be all in there. Yeah. It's a movement. They it's will movement. stay on with him from minute zero all the way to the 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 sixteenth hour. I know. Like, there was some times when I saw him at night. I went to sleep. I woke up. I cooked my son <laughs> breakfast. I did everything in the world. I handled my day. Then I go back on. He's, he's still, still on. going. He's yeah. like he's like this is my five hundredth joint. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but, damn, son. I mean, that goes back to what you were saying. He's one of the hardest working human beings in the world. And and yeah, he is. You know, he's a people person. I learned a lot of my interaction aspects, not only on streaming, but just being on the radio. I used to intern for Franzen as a 16-year-old back in the day. Wow. So I've learned a lot from him, man. And, and you know, his he, he, he's, he, he's a unicorn, man, in this world. Yeah. He's, a, he's a, a very, very special talent that, that, that we, we only see, like, once in our lifetimes. And when it comes to just interacting with people and being on the radio and conversing... I mean, that's friends and all the way. I, I don't see another impactful on-air personality the way I see friends. Yeah. Friends is, is the guy of our generation when it comes to being like that personality. You know right. what I mean? So. Yeah. Now, he could talk to anyone and make it Anybody. interesting and fun and funny. And, you know, like he could he's think so good. Yeah, he's really good at it. You know? Um. That's amazing. Well, where can people check your, your Twitch? I know you got E-Rock Fridays. Yeah, so I do I do a Friday stream, which is pretty much um, like you know it's it's my Friday residency. So you know we used to have a really strong, loyal Bay Area, Los Angeles following, you know. And then basically when we went into pandemic, I took it digitally, started an IG live, and then you know I brought it over to Twitch. So we do that E Rock Fridays. This past Friday, we had it featured on the front page. Got I was, garnered about a good twelve thousand viewers. Oh, dude, congrats! You I was know, in there. It was right. crazy. I saw it, it go nuts, from man. the beginning and just go up, 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 up. It was like people nuts. were calling me, going like, "Yo, this feels like New Year's. It's like going up and up and up." And we're like, "Yo, you're two thousand. Yo, you're twelve thousand. Yo, you're, oh my god!" Like they're just like they're they they're, they were just there for the ride. I love it. So I do that every Friday. That's usually at eight p.m. Pacific Standard. Okay. Um, I do a Saturday show, which is probably my most enjoyable show, and I do that for anywhere from four to six hours on a Saturday, and I call that show Crate Roulette, and it's because I I I, I got the name from actually one of the viewers. His name is Kent, and then um you know he was asking, yo, how do you curate your playlist? And I'm like, I actually don't. 
He said, what are you doing? I'm just scrolling down my my Serato, just kind of spinning the wheel and seeing what it lands like. Oh, that sounds good. He was like, oh, so you're kind of playing Crate Roulette. Wow, that's the name of the show. So I, I, I love I that name. Yeah, dude, I loved it. And so... I you know so I do that and that's kind of like I play like eighties feel good vibes you know, nineties um, like I play every I'm all across the board. There's no agenda. You don't know what you're gonna get. I don't know what I'm gonna play, and we don't know what we're gonna talk about. But it's more conversive than um than than my Friday night stream. Then Sunday I do white label Sundays, which is kind of like my Vegas pool party experience, and then I do pop ups during the week. You know, which is kind of like a a special like crate roulette version of of but just shorter. I only do two hours, like during the during during the day. Right. So, I yeah. know. I got, man, I, I'm trying to get my stream. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm doing. Um, I'm gonna get it going this week. <laughs> bro, come on, man. Been meaning to. Waiting for you, bro. I'll waiting be on there. You. I'll be on there. I know. I, I I got it set up. I'm just. Uh, we'll we'll get there this week. <laughs> I like it. I'll I'll be in the chat for sure. I'll be subbing hard, dog. Dope. So dope. I'm ready. Thank you. I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, you know? Yo. So. Um, You've told us so much. I feel like like DJs have learned. Man. This has been a master class in you know working hard and keeping your hands in all sorts of things that are in your wheelhouse, but still different. And put, man. Being outside of your comfort zone and learning things and all that. Um, what about crazy stories? You're in Vegas all the time. I feel like me and you have probably had crazy stories ourselves in from Bay to here to San Francisco. I mean to Vegas, but man. what's like? Just any kind of crazy Vegas story. You got anything off the top you to can think honest, of? <laughs> can I tell you this? I think the craziest story that I can probably tell is is probably not in Vegas. Okay, that's fine. Which is which is crazy. Um, so um, you know, obviously I've been involved in sports and in San Francisco nightlife and San Francisco culture, like as a whole in general. You know, for I mean, my whole entire life, I still am. One one big feat that I was able to to be a part of was when Barry Bonds hit that that record-breaking home run. He threw a party like a week later because it was All Star Week in San Francisco, and it was uh, it was it was his home run king party. And man, like that that guest list probably can rival any guest list of any party I've ever DJed ever sure. in my entire life. I promise you. Because wait till wait till you see where the story goes, right? So I'm DJing, you know, I open up for DJ Cassidy. It's me and Cassidy on the bill. And, you know, I'm playing and, you know, I'm smooth, this and that. You know, the, 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 this older lady comes up to me and she was like, hey, can you turn it down, please? And I'm like, in my head, I'm young at the time, you know, super young. In my head, I was like, well, I can, but no one's going to really hear the music. And, you know, obviously it's a nightclub. So he said, yeah, but, you know, Barry's really going to appreciate it if you do that, man. It's for his uncle. I was like, who's his uncle? Oh, it's Willie Mays. Okay, I'll turn it down. <laughs> so wow. I turn it down, right? Night doesn't stop there, right? You know, I turn it down, and then literally, like, yo, just, like, throughout the whole entire night, like, every baseball hero that I grew up, like, watching, trading, like, their cards, you know, they were all showing up for this party. Like, I and I remember... And I'm, this is the opening set. This is like 10.30 at night, you know? Yeah. I remember Derek Jeter, like, you know, I mean, he came up, slapped hands with me. Amazing. You know, the whole nine. And then later on the night, you know, I start picking it up, and I'm playing stuff, you know, that's a little bit lewd in content. Right. right? Yeah. 
lady comes back up to me again and she was like, Hey, do you know, do you think that we can kind of like, you know, kind of switch the vibe a little bit? I was like, well, this is kind of like what they put on the playlist. And like, I was just kind of following directions. Oh, trust me. Someone would really appreciate it if we just didn't play like certain things that were like, you know, very lewd and content. I'm like, all right, cool. I didn't know who he was talking, who, who she was talking about. Sure enough. I break the rules. I start playing stuff. That's lewd and content again. I forgot what song it was. Um, and, uh, Guy comes up to the booth, and he's mean mugging me, kind of like looking at me like, what are you playing? It's Reverend Jesse Jackson. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It's Reverend Jesse Jackson, and I'm looking at him. This is a a figure that you learn about in middle school, elementary. You watch him on the news. It's Reverend Jesse Jackson looking, like giving me this stare, like, boy, you better change this. Like, you know, like, like you know, rap music is like, it's not necessarily the most safest content to play, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Reverend, you know, it's not, it's a little, sometimes it could be a little degrading. So he's just looking at me like, they didn't say a word to me. <laughs> all right. I figured it out. I was like, all right, that's who she's talking about. Boom. Change it. Feel good. This and that. All right. Here's Tony, Tony, Tony feels good. There you go. You know, so. <laughs> But oh like, yeah, God. like th- that was like that, that. That's probably been like like the moment of my career that just like, like, all right, if there was anything unreal that you can talk about, it's probably getting like literally like mean mugged by Reverend Jesse Jackson that's from three feet away. You know what I mean? Like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That, 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 that's he doesn't even have to do say it. anything. He's just like, look at this face. Listen to what you're playing. He didn't say a word to me. And do what you got to do. Word. He didn't say one word, but I was playing a song that was very vulgar at the time. And he was like, yo, bro. You're playing the Whisper song, Ying Yang Twins. <laughs> to be honest, I probably was. And, and the thing was, he was just like. <laughs> He's like, wait till you see my dick. Are you serious? <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's probably like one of the craziest, like, that's probably the craziest moment I've probably endured. And it was pre-Vegas and everything, but. Amazing. And I've been through some crazy things and I've seen some crazy shit in Vegas and there's a lot of things I can't even talk about like I know. Oh man. San when Francisco I, yeah. like was what 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 was a journey. I remember one time I ended up like you know like smoking a blunt with like Dave Dave Chappelle or something like that or a joint like you know cuz I used to, I was hanging out with Talib Kweli and that was that was something pretty epic too, you That's know. That's so epic. That's crazy. You know, but I mean I've I don't know. I'm trying to think if there if there is anything that's just like out of this world, just epic that would just literally raise an eyebrow. And it, but it's like I don't know. Maybe to me, it's just like normal Vegas shit. Like, I do think to you, it is normal Vegas shit because I've seen crazy. You you know, I've heard you talk about and seen videos. Just you're just hang, I mean, you're always with Rick Ross or whoever, Metro Boomin. You know, all these people, uh, Young Jeezy. You know, whoever. Like, yeah, it just looks I, crazy. These pool parties. Rick Ross performing or J. Cole or you know had some great times with G Easy. Like, yeah, G Easy. Yeah, um, it looks dope. No, that Barry Bonds story is pretty, pretty Yeah, the epic. Barry Bonds one was just like legendary though. That like is legendary. that was like, all right, that's like the one. Like I know. That's the craziest thing when I get these gigs and I'm DJing for people that Oh, I heard like, your Bill Murray story. That one is like <laughs> that one's nuts i I told that i told that on a few podcasts i told it on the headliner the uh you know fourth meal i've told it on here yeah yeah i mean just sometimes i've been like yeah i had to pinch myself like where am i or who you know and even just i do this party for zoomies every year and they'll Mm -hmm. have 
every skater person oh, like that, I've seen that, that I've ever been, yeah. you know, from Tony Hawk to Christian Asoy to everybody. That's and I'm amazing. like Eric Costin and and I'm like, I I'm all these people when I when I played, you know, Tony Hawk and now I'm like hanging out in this place with them and DJing for them and you know, it's just crazy this stuff that you grew up on, like you're saying, from sports to all that. Yeah. And then and then music and DJing can bring you to that point where you're you're entertaining Bro. them. I'll tell you that Barry Bonds party, especially growing up in San Francisco, yeah. like, you know, and 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 being a, a, a you know, and I know that, I know you have a lot of LA people that 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 are listening or watching this. I am a huge Giants fan. So, you know, I know there's a lot of Dodger fans that are probably like, yo, I I get berated about that on the radio like every day. I'm sure. Like when when they made the announcement that baseball was coming back, like Cruz and Jeff did they just made a parody of me like, "Oh yeah." But ladies and gentlemen, yeah, baseball's coming back, but hey, E-Rock's a Giants fan. Like, all right. That doesn't go too well in LA. But um, yeah, seeing that whole entire thing and seeing every baseball hero that I had like growing up, like there supporting Barry. Like he was the young guy at the time. Like he wasn't like he was probably like like he was definitely in his thirties, I think, probably, you know? So like he wasn't you know, he wasn't the OG OG yet, you know? Yeah. And he was in his prime, so you know, seeing that was really, really legendary. I think like Hank Aaron was there, like crazy. You know. But just having to turn in the same night, having two complaints, one from Willie Mays and the second one from Reverend Jeffrey ja- Jesse Jackson, I think, yeah, that, that, that takes the cake for me. <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable. I know. I remember being at, remember Pure back in the day at, at Caesars? Oh, yeah. And I, I, that was one of my first Vegas residencies. And, I mean, it would just be insane, that stage. And I remember I, there were so many people there that night that was so crazy but michael jordan was there and i remember oh, that's gotta be he was right next to the booth and they're like you gotta play whatever he wants and i don't think he cared i don't even think he cared about music you know what i mean he was just like trying to drink and talk to people and whatever he has a good time man he yeah he was time, having fun man. but i remember they were like finally came over and they're like michael jordan wants to hear CeeLo, and i was like Really? But but I think um Gnarls Barkley was the crazy was the biggest song at the time, yeah. period. Remember it was just like course, the yeah, song. Yeah. So I think he was talking about that. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do my little routine I got with crazy. Look over at him, boom, see if he's boom, into it. Boom, boom, yeah. Boom, boom, I don't even think boom. he cared. He was just like, whatever. I'm do I'm Michael Jordan. <laughs> like, don't even um. Yeah, it's just so much. That, so that's much a good one. Shit. Michael Jordan's a good one. He used to come into Hayes all the time when um, when they used to do the uh, MJ and uh, the the celebrity invitational yeah. thing. He he always held it at the Aria, so we would see him there all the time. Yeah, you it's know. crazy seeing people like that, or even Dave Chappelle. I remember DJing at Hyde in Vegas, and they were like, "Cause you you have to climb a ladder to get in the booth." Yeah, and they were like, "Yo." um, Dave Chappelle's trying to climb the ladder to come talk to you. Is that cool? <laughs> I'm like, what? Of course. Yeah. That's my dream come true. <laughs> Dave Chappelle trying to climb a ladder to talk to me. Like, I never thought I'd hear those words how, altogether. But <laughs> how great is it though when you when, when when you first started that conversation on how down to earth he is? Yo, it was the best. He, he is he comes in the booth. Like- he comes in the booth first, apologizes. I'm like, what? He goes, I'm sorry, man. You know, I I, uh, I don't want to bother you. I know you're DJing. You're doing your thing. You know what I mean? Total had the perfect <laughs> approach as a human, which he didn't need to do with me, you're but Dave he Chappelle. did. You're, you're Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And he goes, I'm just wondering if you could play reggae, just some like real dance hall reggae so we could dance over there. I got the table over there. Da, da, da. I'm like, 
I'll do anything you want. Okay. You could tell me to play the craziest, weirdest <laughs> shit right now. And I looked at the people from the club. I'm like, I'm about to play a dance hall set for Dave Chappelle. They're like, all good. So I he was like, be. and then he was so, he's like, thank you so much. You're killing it. Like so appreciative saying all this extra nice stuff he doesn't even need to do makes me feel absolutely amazing. I mean, he's, he's like unbelievable. Goes back to the table. I'm playing Sister Nancy and Tenor Saw, you know, in a Vegas nightclub, which was crazy. And I'm looking over and he's dancing. I'm like, this is just Yeah, he's a, he's an incredible human human being, man. Like yeah. I, I want to say he has a an apartment in San Francisco. So we would run into him. We were running into him often like I've during heard, the infusion yeah. days, like like I would just like cuz I would work work at infusion during during the day. Like, you know, in my office and I would go get coffee and then, oh, hey, it's Dave Chappelle at the Starbucks, yep. you know? It's like, like he, yeah. he No, he for he, sure lived up there because the he would do person. shows in Oakland and all those mm-hmm. things, you know, with like the onk marketing people all the time. And then yeah, he would, uh, he would, and I, I've heard so many weird stories of people hanging out with Dave Chappelle in a weird apartment late at night in San Francisco. You know, they're like, I walked in and Dave <laughs> Chappelle's there that, but, yeah. and we're smoking weed and we're in an apartment. I'm like, is that real? But then I've heard more and more where he must just, you know, here too. I mean, he'll pop in and do, uh, he, he used to pop in comedy clubs and just do these stand-up sets, you know, like yeah. at the dime or something for 10 people on a Monday night, you know, and have architect or someone text me like, Dave Chappelle's here every, doing stand up for eight people. <laughs> yeah, every every single piece of success that he has, he's definitely earned it all, man. Yeah, and and, and, and you know it's because it goes back to just he's just a good fucking person. Yeah, like, he's just he's just a really good dude. Like yeah, like he's, he's normal. He, he's down to earth. He's respectful. Like that's the yeah. type of person you want to support. So. And he just puts it all into the yeah. craft. You know what I mean? It's like someone oh, like yeah. like a DJ Craze or somebody that or a Scratch Bastard or somebody that's just like so engulfed in the craft like a sushi chef like a jiro sushi you know that it's like they're gonna just perfect this shit till it's a magical orb of just glowing you're like i didn't know it could do that you know like he's just unreal that's so dope yeah well what uh what can people look out for Uh, well you kind of told us but any other future plans or things they um, should or just places people could find you you want to tell them we are doing uh you know i am you know, scaling out like, you know, the radio basement brand in, in markets all around the country, like, you know, through the iHeart lens um, in partnership with them. Um, we do have like, you know, something big that we're going we're working on for the city of Las Vegas, um, you know, that 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 will obviously involve the basement, but involve me, you know, and um, I don't know if I can actually even really speak too much on it because I don't want to let too much of the cat out the bag, but I can definitely speak on my behalf that. You know, I will be part of a uh, a situation out there, you know, that will have great amplification, you know, and I'm very grateful for that opportunity. Uh, that, you know, the Twitch thing is obviously, you know, always going to be on the radar until clubs, you know, come back. The club stuff, I don't necessarily know where it's going to end up because I, I don't think anyone knows what's going to go on. The, the, yeah. No one knows anything right now, you know? Right. Um. And frankly, like you know, I, I'm I'm really on that 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 tip right now where I want to be safe and keep my family safe. So same, you know, and, and until you know, there's until I feel right, then yeah, you know, I mean, I'm still gonna be on the radio every day. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I, so, I, I got I got a lot going on. I'm well, the store that's opening in Koreatown that should be open by holiday. So, um, you know, the 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 first Zen brick and mortar. 
you know, I'm very excited about that. And, you know, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of things that we're putting in, into play for that. And, um, uh, so, there's some other stuff I'm working on, but well, you know, everyone should just keep collabs. I don't know. Like, yeah. A whole bunch of stuff I got my hands in, man. So tight. Well, everyone keep up with him online at DJ E rock. Um, and then what about, um, like you have any advice for, uh, DJs coming up or, you know, any, any words for the, DJ's trying to find themselves right now. <laughs> well, I think those are two different things. So, you know, for the DJs that are, that are trying to break into the game, you know, I know right now is definitely a, a tough time to break into anything. Yeah. You know, the opportunities are, are not presenting themselves like they, like they are. The platforms aren't necessarily there. But, you know, my big thing is, is create as many relationships as you can, whether they're virtually, whether they're in person, you know, obviously six feet away. <laughs> um, but like, you know, you want to, to, to cultivate like, you know, culture, like, you know, with your brand and the experience of how people deal with you, you know, and I think like, you know, live streaming is definitely a good way to do that. And, 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 and I'll tell you guys right now, like, yeah, we had 12,000 viewers on Friday, dude, if I were to show you my first stream, bro, like we had, I only had two people in my Twitch when I first started two people, <laughs> two people, bro. Like. And I only had like probably 60 people on IG Live when I first started doing this thing during pandemic. So, you know, don't be afraid to just kind of jump into something, you know, and, you know, and, and invest into a platform like that and stay invested, you know, for, for those that are trying to like kind of find themselves through this, you know, I think like, you know, the biggest thing is to just like, you know, to dive into something and, 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 and tell yourself and hopefully, and, you know, be inspired to like literally acquire something new through this pandemic. You know, one of my biggest things was, look, by the time that this is done, I want to have learned like literally like 10 different skill sets. Yeah. You know, that are going to raise my value, you know, whether it's I'm a better marketer, I'm a better communicator, I'm a better public speaker, I'm a better on-air personality, I'm a better something or even just being a better person, you know? Like if you're sitting there still like asking, like literally we're 21 weeks in, if you're still asking like, hey, what shows should I watch on Netflix? You're wasting your time, man. Like, yo, <laughs> really invest in yourself during this time. Time is the biggest asset that you could ever have. And you can turn this into literally a legacy that everybody would want to live. Right. You know, and that's the, that, 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 that's my biggest piece of advice for people that are trying to find themselves through this whole pandemic is, man, level up. Take this time and invest it wisely. You yeah. Know, you got time. You have bandwidth. And if it's tough, I understand it. I get it. You know, but but definitely, you know, get 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 a grasp of just, you know, something new. So. Uh, yeah, I think that's huge. What's the like, if someone's trying to get into the Twitch thing, what's like the basic setup? Like, how, is, how do you do your stream? What's the camera? I'm like... I'm really invested. <laughs> you're you're now. way way deep. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm way deep, and I'm constantly adding shit and and stuff. But like, you know, when I first started, man, like I I had a, a MacBook Pro, and I, I don't even I think I just connected directly through Twitch or something like that. Or right. Like even through you could do it through your phone. Right. Like you could do it through an iRig and a phone. Yeah. And and literally like you know broadcast directly like you know and I think that if you start that like you know you can pretty much like you know gain a following just like, you know, off of just what you do, you know, yep. and just kind of see where it goes and see what works for you, you know, more than anything. Um, if you build it, they will, they, they will come, you know, yeah. this whole DJ thing, like it started with a DM between me and Anil, like, you know, he 
Chachi was talking to me one day and said, hey, do you know someone at Twitch? I was like, yeah, actually I do. And all of a sudden now, you know, we, we have this partnership program that, you know, for DJs that 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 we're behind, you know, and, and it all started for me just going like, hey, buddy, remember me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and he'll tell this story. It all started from a DM, you know, so it's like it all starts from something, even if it's that small, you know, but don't be afraid to just literally invest into something and and. And just start, just just dive in, you yep. know, and figure it out. You know what I mean? It, it, it'll figure itself out for you too. For sure. Amazing. Yo, DJ E-Rock, thank you My so brother. much for being on the 20 podcast. That was so much Man, fun. I, well, we definitely went longer than 20. So, um, Yeah. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the, at this point, the name of the podcast, it's called the 20 podcast because on BeatSource, they have a playlist called the 20 playlist. And it's like yeah. every week. Uh, Kid Spin posts 20 dope new songs that DJs should know about. But since uh, we've been doing it online, we haven't been able to share the music with each other. Um, so it's still called The 20. Still go peep uh, The 20 playlist on BeatSource. Sure. But uh, yeah, we're definitely going longer than 20 minutes. <laughs> Probably a All good good. 90. But yo, thank you for being on here. Everyone go peep. Thank you, man. E-Rock Online. Great talking to you. And uh, I will talk to you soon, my dude. My brother, appreciate you, man. And then when this is done, I, I could probably finally walk two blocks and have a cup of coffee with you because that's probably how far we live from each other. I know. I never I know. see each other other than, than, than a Zoom call right now. You I'm know? about to drive by your house right now and just wave at you. <laughs> like if you go outside and yell, I could probably hear you. Exactly. <laughs> that's All right, crazy. Man. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Yo, the 20 podcast is produced by Beat Source. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.